ESPN LA 710. Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre and post game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Hey, I'm Laferne Cusack here for ESPN LA. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I had a night out in Los Angeles, I was able to explore Titmouse, which is an award-winning animation production company. Their artist-run studios are in Los Angeles, New York, and Vancouver, and it has the most talented people in the industry that are guaranteed 100% human, and it pushes creative boundaries Writers, producers, directors, storyboard artists, animators, editors, VR artists, it's all there and it's all in-house. And they do some of the great shows that you might know, Disjointed on Netflix. They did the character animation for the story of OJ on Jay-Z's video, Barry and Joe, and the second season of Big Mouth for Netflix. And of course, the very successful launch of the VR music videos, Show It To Me. Founder and owner, Chris Pranofsky, they were so kind to invite me to their five-second day. What is the five-second day? This is the annual paid company holiday. It takes roughly eight hours to make a five-second clip. It's a long-standing tradition created by Shannon Pranofsky. She's also the wife of Chris Pranofsky and founder of Titmouse. Why do it? Chris P. says, because artists can blow off steam. It is a source for new ideas. It helps them discover new talent. And some of these clips then go on to become successful network-backed programs. Here's what Chris had to say. ESPN LA 710. All right, Chris. I'm in your great animation studio that you guys built up from the ground. Now, you've been on the show before, so just give us a preview of how you got started at Titmouse and how you built up this empire. Uh, you know, just uh, through making a bunch of cartoons and, and being too dumb to turn down work. <laughs> and my wife, like, forcing me to quit Cartoon Network to focus on this. And then here we are. Now we have, like, 500 employees. It's crazy. Yeah. And I was uh, telling you that I saw a headline today talking about how people in Germany, they fought to have a 28 work, 20 hour work week. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what? First of all, and second of all, you're kind of doing something similar. Uh, can you talk about what's happening today? Well, yeah, I don't know if it's as cool as a 28 hour <laughs> work week. I don't think we're ever going to get there in animation. But what we do do once a year is something called five second day where we kind of shut down the studio and any artist who wants to participate in it uh, can make a film of at least five seconds in length. And now people make films that are really long, like sometimes 30 seconds or a minute long. <laughs> they plan on it. They do pre-production. They team up with people. It's really cool. But we did it for, you know, and I think this has been going on for over 10 years now, now that I think about it. But uh, my wife, Shannon, she came up with the idea. And, uh, yeah, and people liked it. Now we do it every year. What made her come up with that? What 
inspired her? I think she just wanted to do something fun for the employees because, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, even though it's drawing cartoons, it's a lot of work to do cartoons and, and artists are all creative. They all want to create their own work. So, you know, when you're working on, you know, a job, it's a lot different than working on your own work. So she thought it'd be fun, you know, to, to give them a day to, to show off and do whatever they want to do. And it's fun for us too. It's fun for everybody to see each other's mm -hmm. like personal work. Mm -hmm. So have you seen anything that came out of it that you were like, Oh my goodness, out of all of these years that you've done this? Oh yeah. There's always really cool stuff. And, it, and it's also like, like one of the things we, we actually sold a show from based on one of these five second day shorts that we're going to start producing the, the first year, the first, uh, season uh like really soon actually so sometimes it leads to that stuff which wow. i never never would have thought that <laughs> that, that would happen and then also it allows us to see like different sides of the artist's work so people that you might not have considered for a certain job you you see their film and you're like oh maybe that person will be good at whatever like painting backgrounds or being an art director or being a director or, or whatever because mm -hmm. you, you you wouldn't know if they're only working on one job on one show what their what their personal work is like mm -hmm. so it gives you it gives them a way to kind of show off and uh i think it's it's really beneficial if if they want to kind of like move into a different segment of the animation industry like right. if they're like i want to direct my own stuff or whatever it's like oh yeah that looks good well maybe you could do that <laughs> right <laughs> so it this is five second i'm gonna get right now five second day and night okay so each of the projects that they're working on mm -hmm. is up to five or 30 seconds it's like it, the, the number it's kind of out the window because we we would say the reason we originally called it five second days because we thought like a five second long film was a reasonable ask for someone to do in a day <laughs> but now people go bananas like there's no time limit it's just like oh, okay. we like to say at least five seconds long and I don't think anybody's going to make a film less than five seconds. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Well, how do you get them to edit themselves enough to be five seconds? Well, they, we don't. They do. They do whatever. Like five seconds is like the minimum. Oh, okay. So it could be five seconds, or it could be a minute, or it could be two minutes. Hopefully, it's not two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're moving into a yeah. different realm there, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, I was all, I was talking to this other guy, um, this creative director and talking about like inspiration and, you know, you have Titmouse, this company and it's thriving and, you know, you're doing your daily work. Where do you go to find your inspiration? Oof. It's yeah, not, but not, not, <laughs> not yeah. I actually find it difficult sometimes to watch cartoons on TV, especially Why? like, like like adult animated stuff because it just makes me think of work. I just think about how it's made oh. instead of enjoying it. So pro I probably watch all different kinds of other weird stuff or read comics or you know look at weird stuff on the internet. I like the virtual reality stuff's fun. I've been yeah. playing around with that. We've done a couple of those things, but not so much that it feels like that's my job. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think anywhere but. Watching cartoons is or sometimes watching like people's weird shorts on the internet that they've made. Not unlike what we're doing on Five Second Day, right. um, is inspiring. It's tough though to watch 
cartoons. The very reason I got into this business is the hardest thing to be inspired by because I just like analyze it. Right, yeah. right. Well, that that's one of the things that this uh, creative director was saying is that, you know, can you pull from, you know, nature or pull from some other career or, you yeah. know, like... I mean, there's so many different ways you can pull in inspiration and that you, you know, you don't even know. Yeah. Well, all the, like these people who really invented animation, like a lot of the, you know, the, the, the nine old men, which is what they called, like the kind of like the top Disney animators from like the, the forties into the seventies, basically, uh, those guys kind of i mean there was there was some animation before that you know there was like rubber hose animation but the the true like modern principles of animation were kind of invented by all these disney animators as they worked on these films and they didn't they had to watch life right they looked mm. at life because there weren't a bunch of cartoons to look at so they had to like look at a, how a person walks or watch a tiger and analyze how a tiger moves and all this stuff. Whereas uh, now you could just watch cartoons. And I think there's like a weird thing where it's like, I feel like because we all have schedules and budgets and we got to get stuff done, you got to get up to speed fast. A lot of times you, you just, you just emulate other animation that's been done. You just have a bag of tricks of stuff that you know that, that works and you do that, and it's 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 rare that that people uh, are influenced by real life. You mm. know, I mean, it, it, you can still do it, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's easier to look at another cartoon sometimes, and you know, or just the history, just what you've absorbed from 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 living and watching cartoons. You know, you just you just uh, end up using those tricks. Do you, when you look at cartoons, do you see? Do you go, oh, I know who did that. Their style is this and this. Uh, it's tough. These days, not so much. Like a lot, I mean, for TV, it depends. Like shorts definitely are like station IDs for sure. Or design, it's a little bit easier. Sometimes with boards, if it's like a storyboard-driven show. For animation and stuff, it's it's rare these days unless it's like super particular some of the shows that we do, like I'll, I'll recognize stuff, you know, because I know know the artist's work. But uh, a lot of TV cartoons, you know, there's a lot a lot of process where, you know, a lot of the pre-production is done, you know, in L.A. or or sometimes New York, and and they're shipped, you know, to an overseas studio in Korea, and uh, I only know so many uh, animators in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. over there recently. Yeah, tell um, me about that. Us, you know. The Korean animation industry is really big, you know, and they still do a lot of work uh, on paper, which the U.S. has pretty much abandoned, you know, for for drawing on computer screens. But um, still a good portion, I'd say, like, like easily ninety percent of the Korean animation industry for TV is uh, is still drawn on pieces of paper, which is cool because you go over there, you see these giant folders, you know. Yeah. Stuff, you know, stuff that we used to deal with, but mm-hmm. we, we hardly ever deal with these giant folders full of paper. Right. You know? Right. But so because because I don't know much about animation. <laughs> um so like the storyboarding. That yeah. people draw for that, right? Or Yeah, but that... we draw on computer screens now. Oh, not on pieces of paper like this thing right here. I know you can't. <laughs> You can't see this, people who are listening, but it's a big <laughs> computer screen 
in my office that you could draw on. Yeah, that looks like it has a Star Wars <laughs> hanger on the back. Is it? Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. a Star Wars thing? I no. Oh, that's just, a, that's just the technology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so there's not a lot of drawing now here in the well, U.S. Well, it's still so. drawing, but the, you just don't draw on paper. You know, it's like it's like recording. This is a digital thing instead of recording on on tape, you oh, know, or something right. like that. You know, which is a What's tape? different way. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was interviewing this guy, and he put out a record, right? Yeah. And when I was in the middle of the interview, I was going to say, hey, so when does your record come out? And I paused because I'm like, do they still say records? <laughs> <laughs> but they do. I think they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember those days? Remember yeah. the 8-track? Well, now the records are popular. Yes. You can't... Well, then the audio cassettes are becoming popular again now. Really? Yeah, that's the thing. It's cool to release an audio cassette these days. Oh, my God. CDs, least popular. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I heard someone talk about mixed tapes. Yeah. And I was like... Mixed tapes? Mixed tape? What does that exactly mean? That you have a tape or are they just releasing it? The guy was looking at me like I was crazy, but I'm like... (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so I went to go see Coco and I was talking to Shannon about that. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, did you see it? I did. I loved it. Yeah. It was so good. At the beginning, the animators came on and they talked to us about oh. the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not know there was so much. I didn't know there was a, um, a texture. Mm-hmm artists and all these other artists that layer upon layer upon layer your animation yeah yeah that's a lot of work to make a movie it's a like lot Coco. Of work. Yeah, yeah. i mean but do you guys do that as well i mean to a certain degree i mean you know if you're making a disney or a pixar animated film uh there's a lot more time and and effort that goes into one of those than a generally than a than a tv cartoon you know they're just due to schedules and budgets but yeah it's a, it's a, a lot of the same process just a kind of like uh less time to think about it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? right right um and then uh shannon was telling me about uh 2d and 4d mm-hmm. animation yeah am i probably 3d 3d yeah. okay yeah. 4d <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just, that's a D, you know. You know. You say, like, time time is yes. a 4D, you know. Uh, yeah, so the 2D is, you know, it's, it's like what you would consider, like, you know, a traditional cartoon or a comic strip or what you'd see in a comic book, you know, whereas the 3D is the fully rendered, you know, like what Coco looks like. Right. Yeah, you know, we do some some 3D shows. We do some for Disney. Yeah. Uh, mostly preschool shows. Oh, okay. that, are, that are rendered in 3D. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's cool. I like both styles. They're both cool. What Shannon explained is that the 3D, 2D is flat. Yeah, yeah. And the 3D has you can see all of the character yeah so why would you choose it to be flat i think it's i think there's still something fun in a drawing right it's like all these years like you know you could make the argument why why when photography exists would anyone draw a a picture Mm -hmm. right and i think a, a a funny cartoon character it looks funny you know as a drawing and uh it's just a, a stylistic choice, okay. right? Like, like why play 
an acoustic guitar when you can play an electronic, you know, either electric guitar or some keyboard that has samples of, of a guitar. Right. You know, it's just a something that you think is cool about it, you know. So then, um, and then Shannon said, uh, <laughs> some people create it in 3D and then smush it down to 2D? Sometimes, yeah. A lot of times we'll do that for some of our shows if we, you know, certain things are difficult to draw and turn in space like rigid things like robots or 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 vehicles cars or you know planes ships things like that intricate things with a lot of detail so we'll create a 3d model and animate it in 3d but then render it in a way that makes it look more flat so it it mixes in with the with the 2d characters oh very interesting yeah, I spent like a week like looking at cartoons. Okay, is that 2D or is that 3D? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how can you not understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying. I had to see it. I, I wasn't good at geometry, right? Yeah. Until I had the model in front of me to ah, see there you go. exactly <laughs> what, you know, whatever. Anyway, so did your brain always think like this? Uh, probably I think I remember seeing like some documentary about animation on TV when I was a kid and I remember Fred Flintstone they brought it up and they were using computers to color in the colors and I was like ah clearly that's how they make cartoons and then when I went to school and like graduated and you know went to you know like whatever 15 years later I'm working in the animation industry it's like no, nobody uses computer. I think it was just like they were faking it for this documentary <laughs> or something or doing some weird process that no one ever used. Now, now there's computers, but it took years. Like animation was very slow to adopt technology because I think it's a, it's a, um, it's a skill that's like takes a lot of time to yes. develop. And I think a lot of people, they get comfortable with the tools that they're using. And like people, I remember an editor when I was on Beavis and Butthead, uh, the, that was one of the last shows at MTV where they used the old, like, you know, shot on a, on a camera stand and, and it was all edited on film on a, on a Steenbeck or a Moviola, you know, mm -hmm. like the old fashioned editing techniques where it's actual physical film, yeah. you know, and you're cutting it with like a razor blade and splicing it with, yeah. with tape. They did that in radio too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I remember, you know, when we started using Avids, you know, oh. I think Daria, that, that, was the first show at MTV to go full, full avid. And that editor was like, I don't, I don't want to learn. Like I'm, I'm retiring. I'm going to become a carpenter. I don't really? want to learn the computer. <laughs> you know, that's oh, wow. And I think some people just, they had that attitude, you mm -hmm. know, it's time to, time to get out. <laughs> what, you know? Do you find that today that the technology is changing so much that? No, there was like a weird line of demarcation. I think like, I think I was right on the edge of it, you know, where, I think if you were, if you grew up with computers and you learned the old school way of doing animation, you could like transition. But I think mm -hmm. the people who kind of got out of it were just like, I don't, I don't want to learn how to do this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, but, but now I think like anybody who's familiar with computers or technology or any kind of, you know, like any, anybody, you know, like younger than 40 or something that's going to 
like pretty much is used to technology changing all the time. Right. I haven't yeah. can adapt to it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear some people are pretty pissed about the new Snapchat design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Our Snapchat world lens that we built broke when they updated Snapchat. <gasps> oh, really? I, I actually sent them an email. I probably shouldn't say this on the thing. <laughs> But they said they'd try and fix it. We'll see. Oh, well, yeah. that's what they were trying to, yeah. you know, they put out an apology today. I read yeah, an yeah. ad. just put it back because <laughs> our stuff stopped working. Really? What happened that it made it? I don't know. I, I got to say I'm not, I'm not the demographic of Snapchat. <laughs> Me neither. I installed it and used it a couple of times and I that's know. it. Yeah. Me too. But we make stuff for Snapchat. Apparently at the studio, like we made at least one thing for Snapchat and then... I started to get these messages on Twitter from fans who use Snapchat. This is like, hey, do you know that your your thing is broken? Gravy is the name of the Gravy Time. The character's name is Gravy. Oh. And then he started doing weird stuff. He looked real weird. He was all split <laughs> apart. And he was made in 3D. Oh. You know, his body, his limbs all stretched out and got all <laughs> like screwed up and weird looking. And well, you didn't know what he was doing. Well, it sounds like the name. <laughs> yeah. You know? For real. Yeah. All right. So the last time I talked to you, you were doing so many things. Um, you were doing a VR uh, Google yeah. Thing. And yeah. then you did, uh, the story of OJ with Jay Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us what, uh, happened lately, recently. Well, let's see. We're still doing more VR stuff. We're doing an update of one of our VR games that's going to be at South by Southwest this year. So oh, that'll cool. be fun. The one called, uh, Smash Party. So we're doing an update for that for anyone. If you're out there and have played virtual reality, you can get that on the Steam store for free. Um, if you have a Vive, it's pretty cool. Um, Vive's a VR for making, you know, for experiencing virtual reality. Oh, cool. Um, what else? We're making more uh, Big Mouth. That's a show we, we do for Netflix. Uh, I'm real happy. That show's real oh, funny. Right, right, like, right. I'm real happy with how that's coming out. And, uh, yeah, Nico and the Sword of Light season yeah. two is coming out uh, this summer. So, and then uh, um, Barry and Joe. Yeah, Barry and Joe. We're gonna be bringing that out soon. That's uh, that that's uh, that's very early on, but I'm very hopeful about how that that's coming. You know, I saw what did I see? I saw something on Showtime. Oh, I think it was our crazy president. Or yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. I think that's Chris, but uh, no, no you guys are one. Barry and Joe. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's it's quite a bit different. I think there's a lot of there's a very high amount because I think it's easy, right? It's uh, it's easy to uh, to make fun of uh, what's going on in politics right mm -hmm. now, and uh, I think there's a lot of shows that that are focusing on the the existing uh, uh, president or White House. But this show is a little different. It's a, I think it's a, a different way to tackle social commentary and, and, and government, but, but, but deal with it in a way that's not as direct. Mm. You know? Now, do you find that that's something that you strive for to, you know, change or open up minds of people in ways that? Man, I don't know. It's, I mean, you would just try to make people laugh. 
if we can, you know, open up a mind, that's great. But, you know, <laughs> right. I don't know. The, you know, you're sharing of you yeah. and your talent, you know. Yeah, you know, I think laughing's good. It's hard, you know, it's hard also to be super. It's, things change so frequently now yeah. that it's so hard to keep on top of, and like, because animation takes us a long time to make. Like, even to be topical is tough. You know? It is. You make a joke about some crazy thing that happened and then. Your episode airs six months later, and right. nobody, you know, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> wow! So, with the uh, animation today, you're gonna you're providing your employees to your animators to work all day on a project. Yeah, and then from there, where does it go? Well, we have these screenings in New York, L.A., and, and Vancouver, where we we you know rent these theaters, like we're doing the Egyptian. In LA, and uh, as far as I know, that's sold out every year. Oh, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, so I should not tell them that it's in March and to get tickets. Oh no, oh. Go, go ahead and tell them. <laughs> I mean, you know, somebody's somebody's got to buy them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then in in New York, we do it at the SBA Theater, and in Vancouver, I think we do it at the Rio. Does that sound right? No. I think oh. So. Well, yeah. whatever. Uh, we'll put the, that information is on yeah. our Twitter somewhere. You can find <laughs> go to their Twitter. It. But um, yeah, so they go and we ask the artists not to post them online until after those screenings, so they can, you know, so the movie theater experience is a big, fun, cool experience. Oh, yeah. And then afterwards, we tell the artists they can do whatever, you know, put them on the internet or whatever mm -hmm. they want to show off their work, right? Because as a creative, that's what you want to do. You want people to see what you've done. I mean, maybe sometimes you don't, and then you don't have to put it on the <laughs> internet. But, um, and then the cool thing for me is I don't watch any of it until the night, like oh. the first night in LA is the first time I'll see it in the movie theater. So it's all brand new to me, oh, okay. which is another reason, like, it's also, uh, uh, totally uncensored. You mm -hmm. know, we, uh, we really try to make an effort to not, um, not censor anything. Sometimes we have to do things for legal, like people have used like songs that we can't click. Cause since we do a theatrical, uh, presentation, we have to sign, you know, something mm -hmm. with, with, with whoever exhibits this with the movie theaters and said, we can legally, mm -hmm. this legally belongs to us. But if you use, you know, whatever, a Michael Jackson song or something, then we can't show it. So you know? do you, <laughs> does your company have a specific place that they go to for their music or have we, a music? We license? have a license with a, with a stock, you know, music company. And we, we basically allow the artist to use that because we pay a yearly license fee to use it in any productions or they, if they want to make their own music or, they don't even have to have music. They could have whatever sounds in there they want. So, mm -hmm. but don't use it. I think somebody used a Beyonce song once. We're like, we can't. It's cool that you made this, but we can't show it in the movie theater. Oh <laughs> you know? man, because we can't clear right. it. Um, or every once in a while, there's something. Uh, we we try not to ever censor for for content. Um, and we actually had to do a disclaimer once. Uh, you know, we decided not to, it was brought to our HR's attention. Someone saw another person's film ahead of time and I had to watch it. And I was like, well, you know, it is offensive, but we're, we've made a kind of drew a line in the sand that it's like, that's, you were just going for art and free expression. And if you go to see this thing, you might see something that's really offensive. Who knows? Right. You know, the good, the thing I can say is like, I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> ahead of time so if you see something bad you know see right. something offensive to you 
But you know, maybe it'll offend me too. Right. Or maybe it'll open your mind yeah. to other some Although, other form of art. I have to say there's less and less of that. These I think when we first started doing it, all the enemies were trying to gross each other out and be uh, more and more extreme and then over the years that gets less like I think the joke is played out on that a little bit. So I, I find that there's a lot less of like you know, just trying to do the most extreme thing you could possibly do to to get a rise out of people. Mm-hmm. Now, I think people are more trying to just make an interesting little film of, of some sort, you know. Right, right. So. And it could have dialogue and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people can record whatever they want in the booth and, you know, <laughs> some of them have dialogue, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really There's a cool. lot of... Uh, I find over the past three years, there's been a lot of dogs and cats. People like animals. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of animals. You're like, this is my dog. And they animate their dog, and it's cute. What dog. do they say? That, yeah. like, if <laughs> you want something to be shown, have a, a dog or an animal in it. Yeah. And nope. was it women, animal, and something else? I forget, but. Well, the animal one is definitely, they're taking that advice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where do you see, uh, well, actually, let me get to a, a couple other of your projects that you, you have been. Okay. So the Netflix one, oh, Disjointed on Netflix. Oh yeah. Disjointed that. I think, uh, the second season just started up on that again. So we did a bunch of, uh, animation for both season one and season two. And, uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, uh, premise, it's about like, uh, like, a you know, like a cannabis shop and it's basically, uh, uh, Kathy Bates is like the, the, the one who runs it. And it's like kind of the dysfunctional family that, that operates within that, that shop. And we do, I'd say maybe about a minute to two minutes somewhere in that neighborhood of, of weird animation per episode. That's, uh, that, you know, kind of like delves into the psyche of, of the characters and, you know, it's pretty cool. So Chris, before we get out and uh, meet some of the animators, uh, can you give us some top tips of if anybody out there wants to be an animator, uh, what tips you would provide for them? I think draw all the time. Like if you find that you like you really have to love it because it's so much so much effort, so much time. And uh, if you if you were like, ah, you know, I drew in my sketchbook for 60 hours this week and I got bored, <laughs> then it's not for you. You know, it's like keep if you could draw all the time and you'd never get bored of it, then it's a good not only is it good for developing skill. You know, I'd say it's like, you know, it's like if you want to be like a pro basketball player. Right. And you want to be playing basketball all the time to get good at it, but also probably because you like playing basketball. I'd say this is the same way for animation. Mm-hmm. Like, just draw all the time. Right, right. All right, who's your favorite team? My favorite team? Animation <laughs> team or basketball team? I don't know. I, don't know. I guess uh, I'll say the Lakers. Okay, go Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, see Kobe Bryant uh, last Saturday night when we had the uh, the Annie Awards, uh, the short that was his his is basically about his life. Uh, Dear basketball won the award, so I oh, got wow. to see him in person. That was pretty cool. Oh, cool. It's pretty tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, right? Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. <laughs> you should play basketball. That's cool that he came out to yeah. this weird animation thing and hung yeah. out with a bunch of animators. That's cool. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it was a good time. Congratulations on yeah. your nomination. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was cool. 
Yeah, and uh, Glenn Keane is the guy who directed that. Who's a famous Disney animator. The the one that oh, right. the, the, the the deer basketball film. Oh, so cool! Check it out. I think you can probably. I think you can watch it for free online. Cool. It's cool. We had nothing to do with it. But it's just <laughs> cool if you want to watch something cool. See, yeah. and, that, and that's what's cool about you is like you. Whatever you think is cool is cool, and it doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It's sure. just sharing yeah, of yeah. what it is, right? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for sharing your time with me. We're going to go check out some of the animators and see what they're doing. I don't know awesome. if you can see all of them or you can see. No, I don't know if you can see any of them. Well, I mean, we can we walk talk around. to them. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Cool. <laughs> ESPN LA 710. Do you want me to be standing here or do you want to do? How do you want to do this? You can Should do whatever you want. Whatever you feel comfortable right, with. Hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Matt starts going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me your name and your title, what you do here at Titmouse. Uh, my name is Matt Taylor. Uh, I'm a director here at Titmouse. And uh, I'm usually in charge of like the special projects that come through the studio, like commercials, uh, music video stuff, advertisements, little things like that. It's pretty awesome. And what does uh, Five Second Day bring for you creatively? Uh, just a chance to do my own thing and uh, kind of take what I learned working here and like apply it to like make something really funny. And can you let me know what we're looking at right here? Kind of describe it to our listeners. I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, Chris yeah. was like, no, no I don't see it. Sir. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just... Um, you're gonna hear probably a little bit That's cool. if you want. All right, here, all right. Here is not see. <laughs> right. Just this. All right. Just this one frame. Uh, this is who's known as Mr. Dinosaur Wheels, and uh, he was out cruising, um, and uh, then he runs into these kids, and uh, they kind of like have an exchange. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and where did you come up with this concept? Uh, this kind of came to me last night. Um, it's, it is kind of like the culmination of ideas that I was thinking of doing for this year. Um, and then it's one of those things where like all the ties get, uh, drawn together and then you're like, uh huh, like I'm going to do that tomorrow. So I drove to work and sat in my car for like an hour and recorded all the voices for this and then came here and edited. And now I'm like, seven shots into like 20 shots oh wow. <laughs> so wow. making making headway yeah <laughs> so it's gonna take you all night to finish it likely yeah maybe a little into tomorrow too for like compositing and like final edit stuff okay yeah so uh what do you think like is, is this your first year doing this or this is oh man this is like I think I think I've hit every oh, single sorry. one. Yeah, really? yeah. I'm uh, I'm well versed in the five second day. Uh, so this is probably man. This might be. When did we start this? Two thousand eight. Yeah, I think it's like. So this is like the tenth one. Like Ten years. Yeah, so this might be the tenth one. Yeah. If it is 10 years, we should make a big deal That's about kinda, it. That's kind of, yeah. This might be the 10 year anniversary yes. of five second day. So, yeah. Um, and I'd like to say that I have 50 seconds worth of animation in all the years I've been doing this, but that's not true. I probably have like 10 minutes worth of oh animation. Because <laughs> you always, yeah, you always kind of start there and then your idea expands out and then you wind up with like a 
funny little short. Some people start there anymore. That. No, I don't think people start. No, they're making a five second film anymore. No, oh no, yeah, they go, <laughs> they go big. <laughs> yeah, go big or go go home, right? Yeah. So, what attracted you to animation in the first place? Oh man, um, well that goes way back. Uh, just to, just as a kid watching cartoons, and then you have that moment where it's like, oh, this is someone's job, and then <laughs> and then and then you're like, well, I really like this, and I can and I like to draw, so why don't I just focus on that and then grow up and do that, <laughs> and then that's kind of where that came into play. But I mean, man, like, I I just remember the earliest recollection I have is like watching Yogi Bear and just not being able to like look away from the TV. And that was like mornings before I'd go to preschool. Yeah. So that's kind of where it starts. And then, you know, Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead drop and it's like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. yeah. There it is. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing your project uh, at uh, the, where is it again? At the, the Egyptian in LA. The yeah. Egyptian in LA next month. Yeah. Happy, happy to get this done and make it so you could see it. All right. Well, thanks for, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Of course. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So we're going to head all over here. I'm moseying on over with my backpack. <laughs> What's your name? And Simon. Hi, Simon. Simon Wilches Castro. And you're a director as well? I'm a director as well. I'm kind of like. The same family as what Matt does, but different, very different styles of work. Oh, so, so what's your style? Uh, I'd say weird, I don't know, strange, <laughs> um, but kind of like more experimental, I would say, um, than narrative. I'm from Colombia, so I don't do like too many things with language. I just do like a lot of things with just the visuals so oh. is it more of a feeling then yes that's oh. a sort of like the things that i like to explore are more conceptual i would like to call them so uh i get also short projects music videos but um they're the ones that are sort of like interpretations of kind of like feelings and emotions mm -hmm. and we did a thing for a, a netflix show called disjointed which was encapsulating basically in one minute in each episode of the show, um, which is about weed, uh, like paranoia spheres. So I got to work with a bunch of independent animators from around the world and with Will. Doing weed? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily. Probably. That's part of the job. Yeah, that's, that's probably not a question for a lot of these guys. Yeah. Uh, funnily, not me, but anyway. Uh, I, I, people do think that when I show my work, their first reaction is like, ooh, what are you on? It's like, I don't know, it's lack of sleep. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I do here. That's very interesting because, uh, you know, you talk about diversity, but within art, there's diversity of culture and of thought. And um, you're saying you're from Colombia, correct? Uh -huh. And so how you were brought up, I think, brings in a different version of what you could bring to Titmouse. Is that correct, Chris? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that look... He, he's a director, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and I, I do feel like with um, in arts in general, d diversity comes from, I guess, life experience, right? right. And that's what and we were talking about. So, like, I come from a whole different, you know, like experience from like the people that surround me here, and and that's what's so exciting to see, like, especially like in an event um, like Five Second Day, because you do get to see 
what everybody has on their brain, right? And and it's just so wonderful because you see short after short of like random things that just come out of you, you know, people that you sit by every day and you're like, where did this come from? I didn't know this facet of your personality. <laughs> uh, but it's nice because it sparks a dialogue, which I think for art is really useful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you show me one little piece? Uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> well, for this yes. thing that I'm doing for... You're in After Effects right now. Yeah, I'm doing something very different from like my own output, but this is more like a challenge. Um, cause I'm working with this guy. Okay. Uh, which is the, the logo. That's the Titmouse logo. Yeah, so I'm kind of like challenging myself to see if I can like create something just using this image. Oh. In like, um, I've, I've been following this thing called structural film, which is just play with the editing and, you know, the minimal elements of film mm -hmm. uh, to see what can come out of it. So I've been just, you know, playing around with this all day. And I think I finally figured out what I wanted. But you use all the resources of technology, it's like creating all these like different things with just one image. So oh, wow. I'm hoping it's and the same with sound, like one image, one sound and try to create something like complex out of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on here. And I hope people like it <laughs> oh well from what i saw i love it that's great <laughs> yeah. that's really cool yeah so yeah that's sort of a what my personal interest is it's like just try to push stuff around and and what do you get out of five second day uh as a creative well um to me five second day was actually very important because the first time i did it which was two years ago was the first time i got to show I had like a pre like um, all these films that I had made before I started working here in in school, mm -hmm. um, but nobody had had a chance to see them. And then, and then I did this weird film at my second day, and and that's when like the producer of the studio Ben Kalina came and was like, "Hey, we saw your work, and then we liked it. Oh, you wanna cool. uh, you wanna do something more and more and more, and start building from there." So I have a huge appreciation from the opportunity to just you know show what you have in your head mm -hmm. <laughs> to people that will watch so <laughs> uh, that's the key by force because everybody's sitting there <laughs> watching a hundred films but um, but yeah so I mean I feel like it's very good to keep people motivated by you know appreciating like individuality so mm -hmm. that's great awesome thank you yeah. so much no, thank you for the time Thanks. Right. That's awesome. Thanks, That's guys. Awesome. Yeah. It's only today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, my name is Will Fang. And what do you do? I am the development producer here at Titmouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I produce these guys uh, when we're on an official project. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. But uh, the good thing about Five Second Days, everybody gets to do it. So not only, like, if you're not an artist or... Like, you're not an animator, like, you still have the opportunity to be doing a project or a short. Well, how can you do that if you, well, you have to know the program, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, what's great about Titmouse is that um, most people are here are versatile, like, in, in different like areas of like making animation so um what's great about it too is that it gives other people opportunity to make a cartoon but didn't really have a chance to mm -hmm. um say for like if you ended up at a big studio like 
uh, artists that do storyboard only end up doing storyboards, you know, and like um, production people or producers or production managers don't really have the opportunity to like kind of express their artistic creations. Um, so like with Tim Mouse with Five Second Day, it allows people to do that, right? So PAs, production managers, editors, like if they wanted to kind of dabble in animating or compositing or designing or whatever that might be, like um, today is the day to to allow them to do that, you know? Yeah, um, cool. So like not only am I a producer, but I also edit. So I will be editing uh. <laughs> like the entire reel um, oh, March, I think it's March 3rd. Like at the Egyptian, so that entire reel or the entire five second date piece, I'll be uh, editing. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I did. Uh, I did like I did some pre concept artwork. Um, uh, I can show you, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I'll have time, so I usually just like divert into doing something <laughs> super fast, super quick, and super lowbrow. Um, but yeah, initially I was gonna do like two cats, like oh, that's cool. Two cats like uh, wrestling, like sumo wrestling each other. But I'll probably end up just doing a, a Brian Pack, as they call it, which is like this uh, short that um, <laughs> supposedly one of our artists does, but he doesn't really do, and we just like sign a ghost <laughs> a pen name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. So it express like we're allowed to be creative. Yeah, I think it's like that five percent rule that they call it at Google. Where it's like you spent 5% each week to kind of like, right. you know, do something that you want to do to pursue something you want to do. Um, but for us, that 5% is today. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a, good, that's a good way to end. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. ESPN LA 710.